really is a good morning to see some new faces and some familiar faces to have Miss Margaret back. It is just so wonderful to have you. And for those of you who are online, we are just so thankful that you've chosen to be with us, just to see everybody here. Raul and Elena are here. So glad you're here. Um, Raul, I can't figure out why you're showing more than Elena is, but that's okay. We're just so glad for you and excited uh, that y'all have all joined us. We've been studying the Ten Commandments going all the way back to Exodus chapter 20. And so now I want to have a little interaction. And so I'm going to ask you, uh, if you feel comfortable, you're going to have to raise your hands. I know we're Church of Christ, we don't do that. But since I'm asking the question, it's okay to, to get that hand up. So, show of hands, which commands do we observe and which ones are important? So raise your hand if you think do not murder is a good command that we should keep. Okay, now, keep your hand raised if you think this is something that you try to do every day, not murder people. I see, yes, I see some of you. It's weird because if you have an adolescent in the house, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And if you are an adolescent, you're like, oh yes, oh yes. Um, you know, that I, I know about this. I have teens in the house. Okay, how about this? How about do not lie? How many think that's a good command? We probably should do that. How many of you are like, I try to do that every day. I'm not perfect, but I try to. Okay, good. We're doing it. Okay, how about do not steal? Don't steal. If your hands are down, I'm watching you. Okay, I'm watching you. Okay, how many of you try every day? Like, I'm, I'm going to try not to steal. Okay, paper clips. From the IRA, I don't know what it is, but just you try to do it. Okay, how about some of you are just going to keep your hands up the whole time. How about do not make idols? How many of you think that's a good command? Now, we know it's not just carving idols, but we don't make idols out of sports figures or TV or posts that we make. And how many of you try to do that? Like, I'm, I don't want to do that. Okay, how about don't use the, the Lord's name in vain? Don't misuse. That's a good one. How many of you like make an effort? Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to honor the name of God. Okay, how about this one? Remember the Sabbath. How many think that's a good command? How many of you are like, every day I try to keep the Sabbath? Like, I'm, it's a big deal for me. See, here's the thing. For some reason, when we talk about the Ten Commandments, we're like, don't steal, don't lie, don't covet, don't commit adultery, all these do nots, you know, you know, don't misuse the name of the Lord, you know, honor your father and mother. That kind of is a little bit lower on the list. At least I think it might be in my house. Not saying anything, but like, then we get to the Sabbath. And people are like, that's really not that important. Like, yeah, don't murder, don't lie, but remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Couldn't we have just had nine commandments? I know we wanted to round it up to ten, so that's a good, nice number. But couldn't we have just said, that's really not that important. In fact... When we list the Ten Commandments in order of importance, I would almost guarantee that everybody in here would say, you know what, remembering the Sabbath and keeping it holy, that's not really that. That's one we could throw out. And so my question is, why is that? Why do we neglect this fourth commandment out of ten? Maybe it's because it only applies... The Old Testament times. Like that was really a big deal back then. That God said, I want you to remember the Sabbath. I want you to keep it holy. But now, you know, since the New Testament has come, Sabbath is no longer important. Maybe we neglect it because it's so vague. I mean, remember the Sabbath. What exactly 
does that mean? Like, oh yeah, I, I remember it. It's it's there, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of instructions on exactly how that's supposed to be lived out. Maybe maybe we neglect it because it's it's hard because we're busy people and we don't have time for things like the Sabbath. I mean, we don't murder and we don't lie, so I mean, we can skip one or two. Maybe maybe we neglect the fourth commandment of keeping the Sabbath because it's just unnecessary. We don't need that for daily living. There are things that are important. Don't covet. Come on, people. We know this. Don't commit adultery. But I don't know about the Sabbath one. If we're going to break one, this is the one we're breaking. Maybe, maybe it's just not that big of a deal. Maybe again, God just threw that in there and said, you know what, Sabbath is not important. I'm just going to put that in there just so we have a good transition between the four first ones and the six last ones. Like it, it kind of gets us closer to that, this whole idea of, of kind of resting thing. But listen to this. This remember, we're reading from Exodus chapter 20, but I'm going to jump ahead a few chapters because because God is going to say something a little interesting through Moses that you might not have thought of before. Exodus chapter 35, starting in verse 1, it says this: Moses assembled the whole Israelite community said to them, these are the things the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days work is to be done, but on the seventh day shall be your holy day, a day of Sabbath rest to the Lord. Okay, now listen to this. Get this. Whoever does any work on it is what? Is to be put to death. I don't know about you, but like, that's, that's pretty serious. This is not like probation. This is not like community service. God is saying like, this is important. You know, and we talk about, well, the, the punishment should fit the crime. Well, if that's the case, God is dead serious about the Sabbath. And maybe the argument that we make was, yeah, it was really important to Him then, but it's not that big of a deal now. I just don't think that is good logic when we're talking about God's call for us to rest. Now, God seems to think that rest is a really big deal. But I don't want to neglect the fact that He also seems to think that work is really important as well. Because what does He say to do for six days? Work. I want you to work for six days. Okay, now what exactly does that mean? Some of you say, well, I'm, I'm retired and I don't work anymore. That's a joke. Because <laughs> I've looked in the eyes of some of you who are retired. And you're still working. Just the form of payment may be a little different. Maybe you say, well, you know, I'm, I, I stay at home and so I don't really work. That's a lie. Because I know what it's like. There have been times where I've stayed home and my wife has gone somewhere. I'm there with kids and Food has to be cooked and things have to be cleaned. That's hard work. Just because you don't get a paycheck doesn't mean that it's really not work. Or maybe you're a kid and you say, well, I don't have a job. I'm not old enough to work. This is something we tell our kids all the time. Like, you know what your work is? Going to school. Go to school is your work. That's the one thing that you're supposed to do. That you need to learn to work hard. And God calls us to do that. He commands us to do that. Remember, work is is not a curse. 
Some of you are like, oh yeah it is. You've never been in my workplace before. Work was never intended by God to be a curse. And you go, no, 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 you're wrong. Because remember, you know, Eve ate the fruit. She gave it to Adam. I love, you know, blaming Eve on this. But Adam took it too, right? And what is, what is the curse that God gave to Adam? He said, there will be toil in your labor. Adam was working before anybody grabbed fruit off of that tree. If you go back and look, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Because God said, I'm a God who works, and I want my people to be productive people, to be people who contribute. In fact, later on, when you go into the New Testament, Paul's going to have an issue with this church in Thessalonica. They knew that Jesus was coming back, and so they, they said, hey, He's coming back soon. Let's just quit our jobs and coast. And Paul says, no, no, no. He says this, he says, even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. That work is a part of who we are, and it's a part of who God is. Work is a way that we are productive. It's a way that we contribute to society. It's a way we contribute to our families. And even it's a way that we contribute to our churches and our places of worship. So God gave the command, work hard and rest hard. But why would He give such a command? And why wouldn't He be more specific and i want to answer that second question first why was he so vague why did he just say remember the sabbath and keep it holy i think it's because he knew that there would be this tendency for us to become very legalistic and very pharisaic in fact the jews would do this and this is a big problem in jesus's time because remember god said remember the sabbath and keep it holy and they're like well what does that really mean i'm not I woke up this morning, I remembered it, now I'm going to go to work. And so they said, no, 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 we've, we've gotta, we have to create these, these rules so people know what's appropriate and what's appropriate. And, and if you want to remember the Sabbath, you can only take so many steps each day and, and you can't do any type of work. And, and, and they tried to put a, a little answer to every little thing. Well, is this really keeping this up? In fact, there argument of if you have an animal trapped on the sabbath can you get it out and they talked about it and they said you don't want to know what yeah we probably should that, that you you would do that but then they said but what if it's not a what if it's not an animal what if it's a person what if it's a samaritan it's a sabbath i'm sorry man i know you're down there but man I would hate to have, and they, like Jesus got mad at him and said, what are you doing? There's a human down there, there's a person created by God, and you're letting them lay there. If your donkey fell into a hole, you'd get them out. And so they had all these rules and laws, and so I think God said, remember the Sabbath, because he didn't want them going around saying, well, you can do this, but not this, you can do this and not this, and all of a sudden they completely forgot what rest was. In fact, they were overworked on the Sabbath making rules, keeping them, and trying to enforce them upon other people. So let's go back to this first question. Why would God make such a command? 
I think the first one is pretty simple. It's rest. God created us to be people who rest. Physically, we get worn down. It's just a fact of life. I know this more and more. I have a son who's 18 years old. He's into to going and working out. And so he drags me to go work out with him. When I was 18, that was... I could go work out, and then after that, I could be able to pick up a spoon, right? Or walk, put one foot in front of the other. Like we did leg day just the other day. I literally shuffled out of the core. People were looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I said, leg day. What can, I'm 45 years old. I don't know what to do anymore. I've been out running with Colby a little bit here and there. We go running around the track. We go around, around one time, and I'm like, I'm, I'm dying here. Like when I was younger and 90 pounds less, like this was fun. This is exciting. Now I'm like, where's the bottle of oxygen? I can't make this anymore. God created our bodies. In fact, Paul calls them earthly tents so that we would take rest so that we can, re -get, we can um, be able to get our energy back up. When we're physically worn down, we make compromises and we get sloppy in our work and in our actions. Another reason why rest is important is because it helps us mentally. You've been like this before, right? Where you've just been, you've thought so much that you, you get done and you're like, I, I cannot think, I can't make decisions, I don't know what to do. I remember uh, years ago when I was in college, I took a, uh, a Maymester class, a Minimester class, and, and basically what they do is they cram a semester's worth of, of class hours into one week. And you, you go to class at 8 a.m., you're there till 5 p.m., five days a week, you're sitting there in that same class all day long, and then you, you, your brain starts to hurt. Like, I just can't think anymore. Several years ago, they had a study where they, they took A students, and they, they asked them, and they said, okay, how much sleep are you getting a night? And then they took the B-level students and they said, how much sleep are you getting a night? And they took the C-level students and they said, how much are you sleeping a night? And they averaged those out. Get this. You know what the difference is between a C student and a B student? 15 minutes of sleep. They said, the kids who are getting... Now, there's other factors involved, but the kids who are, who are C students... They're getting 15 minutes of less sleep than the B students. And the B students, the difference between them being A students, they looked at their sleep time and they said, they're getting 15 minutes of less sleep than the A students. Just think about that. Two hours extra of sleep each night and I could have been an A student. I mean, that would have been awesome. But mentally, we get drained and God understands that. He understands that we need rest emotionally. How many arguments have we had because we are just tired and worn out? How many times does our spouse or our children, are they talking to us and we're so tired, we're just not really paying attention and we miss out on that moment? And spiritually, how many times have you been too tired to read or to attend services, to pray, or... I'm not pointing anyone out here, but how many of you are too tired to stay awake during the sermon? You don't have to raise your hand, I know who you are, <laughs> all right? 
But we get so exhausted, and God says, I've called you to be people of rest. Face it, our culture avoids rest, but our society needs it. Because we haven't, and, and maybe a little bit less, we're trying to get back to it yet, but we used to be a, a I've made it for you, a bragfist. Okay, that is the way of confessing and bragging at the same time. Okay, and I think it's more of a brag than a confession, but we're like, oh yeah, I, I'm working 70 hour weeks, it's really tough. And it's like, that's not a confession, that's a way of saying, wow, look at me, I work more than you, and that makes me better than you. That makes me a harder worker. Well, I'm a workaholic. Or we say things like, I never have enough time. And somehow we, we try to convince ourselves and others that we're better people because we work more than we should. And God says, I want you to work for six days. But then I want you to stop. And I want you to rest. Why else should we remember the Sabbath? It's because it helps us remember who He is and who we are. It's one of the reasons why we're here this morning. To look and be reminded of who we are. If you look back to the southern kingdom, uh, Judah, they vacillated between following God and forgetting God. And if you go look back at their kings, it happens over. And after King Josiah, great king, had reigned, it went downhill. And over the course of the next quarter century, there were four kings and they just couldn't remember whose they were and who God was. And so God sent the Babylonians, right? He sent the Babylonians and they, they took them off into captivity. Ultimately, they destroyed Jerusalem and the temple and they are in captivity. Seventy years later, we have Ezra who's going to come back. He's going to rebuild the temple. And then after him, Nehemiah is going to come back and he's going to help rebuild the walls. And they got into the problem they were in because they forgot who God was. And so they're rebuilding the walls. And I want to read this to you. This is from Nehemiah chapter 13, starting in verse 15. It says, In those days I saw men in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys. That's not really that bad, guys. I mean, they're a struggling economy. They needed an extra day. I mean, what's... One-seventh, that's what, like 14%? Do you really want to cut out 14% of your business by taking a day off? Shouldn't be that big of a deal. Well, Nehemiah, he seems to think so. He says, they're loading in on donkeys together with wine, grapes, figs, and all other kinds of loads. And they were bringing in all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore, I warned them against selling food on that day. Men from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, what is this wicked thing that you are doing? Desecrating the Sabbath day. Didn't your forefathers do the same thing so that our God brought all this calamity upon us and upon this city? Now you're stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath. He said, this is what your forefathers used to do. This is what got us in trouble. And we've got to stop doing this. And Nehemiah is going to use more than words. Listen to this. When the evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not to be opened until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gates so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath. 
Once or twice the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside of Jerusalem. They showed up and the doors were locked. The gates were closed. They couldn't get back in. He says, but I warned them and said to them, why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I love this. He says, if you do this again, I will lay hands on you. That's not the the laying on the hands that we do here when we're praying for people. It's a completely different kind. And they understood that. And they said, we don't want any of that. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Now listen to this, verse 22. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. He said, we're shutting the gates, we're locking it out, this is the day of rest, and he says, I'm going to guard the gates, because this rest that God has called us to is important. And so my encouragement, my command, that the command of God is, guard your Sabbath. Why else is this important? It is to have faith in God. Hey, Gracie, can you come up here and help me for just a second? Okay, this is my daughter, Gracie. She just turned nine years old, and she's going to be performing an act of superhuman strength. What I want you to do is, here's a barbell, and let's see, that is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. It's about 55 pounds. If you would, if you, all, all I need to happen is I need this to be up here. Go. Okay, okay, don't please, we talked about not hurting yourself. Okay, okay, so uh, this needs to go up there. What do you need to do? Think about this, brainstorm. You're smart. I know you got your mama's looks, but you got your daddy's brains, right? You, you got your mama's good looks and your daddy's, and your mama's brains, and I got left out of this. Anything, can you do this? What do you need to do? Hey, can somebody help me out here? What do you need to do? Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> what, did, what did Kara say? Look at Kara. Okay, okay, you ready? Here we go. You ready? We're gonna be, you, you get the sides and I'll get the middle. Okay, you ready? You, one, two, three, go. Goodness gracious. Okay, very good. All right. Show your muscles. Okay, now you go sit down. Thank you, babe. Okay, so having a Sabbath day of rest is just putting faith in God. How many of us have done things like this? We're like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And God's like, you know what, I'm here. And you're, no, 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 I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And we fight and we, we strain and we hurt ourselves. And we, I'm going to do it, I have to do it. No, you don't. This is not about you. It's about relying on God. Why do we not Sabbath? One of the reasons is because we don't trust that God will take care of us if we're not working during that time. I'm the one who has to do it. I'm the one who has to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And God says, no you don't. I'm God, you're not. We do that in our life. We do it in our spirituality. Well, I'm going to be the one who gets there. God says, no. Have faith that I'm the one who can lead you. And guide you. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take 
my yoke and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Remember, he says, take my yoke, which is still a form of word. God says, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. It's not going to be easy. He doesn't say, take my couch. He doesn't say, take my remote. He doesn't say, take my yacht. He says, I'm calling you, but let me give you purpose in your life. Let me guide you. Let me lead you to a place of rest. Why is Sabbath important? It is to be set apart. It says six days, Exodus chapter 20, verse 9. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On, on it you shall not do any work. Listen to this. Neither you nor your son, nor your daughters, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any of the foreigners residing in your town. He says, get the dog to stop running. Get the donkey to stop working. Okay, this is a day. When you have foreigners, when you have sojourners, when you have people come through your air and they're staying at your house, you say, today is a day of rest. And they're going to be like, that's weird. Why do, you, why do you rest on this day? Because this is the day that we honor and remember God. Not your servants, not your visitors, not even your animals. Okay, the day is not important, but your obedience to God is. Paul says in Romans chapter 14, he says, one person considers one day more sacred than another, another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Now, we don't observe the Sabbath like they did in the Old Testament, but that doesn't mean that Sabbath is not important. You should have a Sabbath. It might be a Monday. It might be a Tuesday. It might be a Thursday. It might be a Saturday. But you need to have time to rest. You may say, my Sabbath will be one hour every morning. Your Sabbath may be something as simple as when I get in the car, the radio goes off. When I get home, I put the phone down. It is an opportunity to rest and remember. And the last thing, why this is so important, why should we Sabbath, is so we can be like God. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and earth and the sea and all that is in them, but He rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. If God says, I'm going to rest, and He says, I want you to rest too, you shouldn't say, I'm too big or too important or too busy to rest. Let somebody else do that. God says, I want you to be like me. We're about to sing a song of encouragement and invitation, but before we do, I have these questions I want to ask you and I want you to think about. Are you tired mentally, physically, and emotionally? Are you spiritually connecting with God today? Have you set aside a Sabbath rest for the Lord? Are you guarding that gate to keep out things that would prevent you from getting closer to God? And do you have enough faith in God that you can stop and rest in Him? As we'll talk about in class in just a few minutes, what does Sabbath really look like in New Mexico in 2021 
And I'm going to be asking for your thoughts and ideas, and I'll be sharing some of mine as well. But I want you to think about this week. Why is Sabbath still important? And how can I honor God and find rest in Him? I want you to think about that this morning as we stand and sing.